It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling crude. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kara Carper, licensed nutritionist and today's host on Dishing Up Nutrition, which is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. It's a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and nutrition counseling. And as a nutritionist, I always tell friends and family, it's really easy to teach people what a protein is, what a carbohydrate is, what good fats are, and how to avoid bad fats. But the real challenge comes when, you know, trying to get people to actually avoid eating the foods that are full of sugar and those bad fats. Yes, that's understandable because, let's face it, French fries full of sugar and bad fats taste good, but they're bad for us. Chocolate chip pancakes with syrup taste good, and again, they're bad for us. And Christmas cookies, especially those peanut butter cookies with the chocolate kiss in the middle. Oh, yes. <laughs> they taste so good. But if you eat one, you want another and then another and another. One of my favorite um, Christmas sweet indulgences are those spritz cookies. You know, the ones that are basically sugar, flour, yeah. and butter, and almond <laughs> extract. <laughs> or probably some artificial colors. Um, I love those cookies, but, you know, I can eat them like popcorn if, if I'm not careful. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. I'm Teresa Wagner, a licensed and registered dietitian. And yes, these foods even call my name during the holiday season. The holiday season is a challenging time to eat healthy, even for dietitians and nutritionists, because we're human too. That's right. I mean, I wonder if people think that we are perfect. And just to let you know, a little secret... We're not. We do not our best. But. So in addition to Teresa joining us for today's discussion about how to get back to healthy eating after overindulging during the holidays, we have invited a very special guest, Nell Calls. I don't even think of Nell as a guest anymore because she's works. She's a nutrition educator. I'm a fixture. She's one of us. So um, <laughs> she's not really a guest. She's a regular. We've invited Nell to share her tips. As many of you know, Nell lost 90 pounds eight years ago, and she's kept it off. So that's been over eight holiday seasons. Yeah, and I was not always successful keeping it off over the holiday <laughs> seasons. This is the first year I think I didn't really gain any weight over the holiday season uh, in that long journey. So Congratulations, far from being Nell. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> So let me tell you, Cara, each year it becomes easier and easier to stay on track. And that is very true because eating healthy foods is now a habit. So over the past eight years, I've really established that habit of eating healthy foods. Now when I think of food, I think meat, vegetables cooked in butter. But in the past, I used to think chocolate banana cream pie and pie crust. And now I know all, how I'll feel if I eat that chocolate banana cream pie. And that is mm-hmm. awful. So now, are you saying that if you see a, a piece of chocolate banana cream pie, you will say, no, thank you, and not eat it? That's right. It took me several times of feeling awful, more than several times, um, lots and lots of times of feeling awful before I finally got it and decided that that fleeting taste on my lips just wasn't worth the food hangover the next morning. Teresa, have you ever had a food hangover after eating treats the day before? <laughs> 
Well, I can't necessarily say that I've had that experience, but I definitely know that if I start eating sweets, that I'll want to eat more and more, and then that it affects me the next day as well. Yeah, see, not all people react to sugar and bad fats in the same way. Some people can have a few bites, and for some of us, one or two bites can lead us back to a whole pie and going back Mm -hmm. and looking for more. Yes, and some people are what we call the all-or-nothing type. And then there are others who can just have a few bites, and that's really all that they want. They're completely satisfied with one bite of cake or a half a piece of cake. So, So listeners, as you're hearing us discuss this, which one are you? Do you consider yourself an all or nothing person? And if so, need a very structured life and food program? Or are you a person who, after a few classes or visits with a nutritionist, can eat healthy most of the time? So maybe you can eat an ice cream cone once every three months, and that doesn't lead you to wanting another one the next week or the next day. Ice cream is not calling out your name. So those are kind of the two different types of clients that we work with. Mm -hmm. So listeners, which one are you? We know that the all or nothing person does best with structure. So what does structure mean to you? I'm an all or nothing person. So I set up appointments monthly to see my nutritionist still after all this time. I need support. My body needs support and my brain needs support. I also teach nutrition for weight loss uh, to stay connected and focused on my personal goals. And for me, helping others achieve their goals uh, keeps me really engaged Mm. in my journey. Structure to me means planning meals, writing down what I'm eating next, when I'm going to be exercising, when I'm going to shop, and when I'm going Mm -hmm. to cook. So it sounds like you're always kind of one step ahead in what am I going to eat my next meal? What am I going to eat tomorrow? Maybe even next week. Yep. I have yeah, to be it's really uh, important. To, to make sure that I have the food I need to stay on track. Mm-hmm. I'm also an all or nothing person. And so I'm the same way. I mean, I really need to plan things out, um, plan my snacks, cook meals, make sure I have the right groceries. You know, mm-hmm. it all huge. starts there. Yeah. But, you know, a really big one for me is I need to plan to get eight hours of sleep every night. And when I'm not mindful of getting enough sleep, things like my anxiety starts to come Mm -hmm. back, low energy, which makes sense. You're not sleeping enough. But that actually can lead me to getting off track with eating. And, you know, we talk about that a lot in our classes when people are not sleeping well. They have more cravings for sugar and carbohydrates um, and blood sugars. You know, if I don't sleep enough, my blood sugars are off the next day. And when you have low blood sugar, you tend to crave carbs and sugar. So it's kind of a vicious cycle there. That muffin looks so appealing the next morning when it really does. And it's you're you're at risk more than maybe having eggs or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's because we're just our body is looking for energy and sugar gives us that quick energy. And so. That's why Mm -hmm. it looks so desirable. Right. After not sleeping enough. Mm -hmm. Good point. You know, when I'm working with a client, I try to figure out their motivation factor. Sometimes I ask them, why do you want to change? And they might say, I want to get healthy. We hear that a lot, don't we, Teresa, with our clients? All the time. Mm -hmm. We say, you know, I want to get healthy. However, that doesn't really give us a lot to work with. Um, Most people want to change to solve or avoid a problem. So, for example, they're looking to lose weight. Maybe they say, you know, I want to I want to get this weight off. I don't want to be tired. I don't want to get the diabetes that my mom had. I want to be less achy. 
So they're trying to avoid something that they don't like. Right. And unfortunately, this problem-solving type of motivation usually doesn't work long-term. In fact, research has found that within just two years of making a change, people are right back to their old tricks. Those old tricks that got them into trouble in the first place. Oh, I get it. Before I started changing my life, I would figure out reasons to go to Menards to buy a box of nails or a hammer I didn't need. (laughs) All the while, I was really going to Menards to buy... Chocolate-covered peanuts at the checkout aisle. They had the kind that I remember from childhood. We all know what those are with Uh the waxy chocolate (laughs) on them. I remember you talking about (laughs) these stories. Yeah, this was called my my closet-eating days. (laughs) My motivation was to lose 90 pounds rather than have great health. Uh, Have you ever caught yourself in a lie to yourself? For example, if I eat only three chocolate-covered peanuts, that's not too many calories, so I'll stop at three. That won't affect the number on the scale. Then I would eat the entire bag because I know I really can't lie to myself about chocolate-covered peanuts. So I'm an all-or-nothing person, and I can't just stop at three. Mm -hmm. I have to finish the box. Then maybe I'm on three bags, but not three chocolate-covered peanuts. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But now, if your goal, on the other hand, instead of... if. Let's just say your goal was not only weight loss, but if your goal was to have the best health possible, you wouldn't even start thinking about eating any chocolate-covered peanuts. Right. Because you know what's in them. High fructose corn syrup, partially hydrogenated oil, which is trans fats, chemicals that we probably can't pronounce. So even your mind knows that those are bad for your health and your body, of course. Right. I know for optimal health, I don't eat those ingredients. So it's a no-brainer, case closed. I can't eat those chocolate-covered peanuts. It would be bad for my health. And I want to be healthy for my busy life, my 13-year-old son, and my husband. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're creating, a health, you're creating health in your body and in your brain. It is the most important goal for your long-term health. Yeah, let's face it. I cannot be on a diet my whole life. My mother put me on a diet in when I was in elementary school, the summer before eighth grade year. And I kind of begged her to do it. You know, when I think of the word diet, I think restrictive, low fat, fat free, fat free dressings, foods that taste terrible, missing all the good foods, starvation, hungry all the time, hungry at bedtime, hungry all night long and hungry in the morning deprivation with a great big mm. D. Diet and deprivation, the two D words. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and on that note, I think we should take our first break. Uh, you are listening, up, listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. The staff at Nutritional Weight and Wellness offer many different nutrition classes online and in person, whether it's in a business setting, a community education setting, or in-house classes. A very popular seminar is coming up. It's our Menopause Survival Seminar that will be presented on Saturday, February 25th at our Maple Grove location. When we come back, Carl will share how to sign up and the information that we will be teaching in the seminar. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you're looking for a more natural way to manage your perimenopause or menopause symptoms, I encourage you to take the Menopause Survival Seminar. It's on Saturday, February 25th at our Maple Grove location. It's a five-hour seminar that will cover topics such as natural ways to control hot flashes, how to get a good night's sleep, mood swings, vaginal dryness, and the menopause weight gain that so many women experience. So we encourage you to come with a friend, sister. It's really fun. It's an informative day. And we provide an organic, gluten-free lunch and a snack. 
It's a really relaxed atmosphere where you can ask all your questions and leave with solutions. So to register, just call 651-699-3438, or you can sign up at um, at our website, which is weightandwellness.com. And I think before break, Nell, you were talking about... The D you, words. Can you just repeat that really yeah, quickly, what yeah. the D words are? So the great big D, diet and deprivation, the two D words. And now you've worked really hard to maintain that 90-pound weight loss, and you're not dieting. So what has changed for you? Yeah, honestly, Cara, because I've been eating enough real food, meat, sufficient veggies, ample good fat, my brain really has changed. I am still sugar sensitive, but I am no longer walking around craving every sugar treat in the marketplace because really there's food and sugar everywhere at the bookstore, everywhere. So if you're constantly craving, you're going to partake in the sugar that's out mm-hmm. there, right? So it's in it's my hard to avoid. It's in, a, it's in the hardware store. This used yeah. to not be the case, right? But it's, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, so at first I, I think I made small life changes. They all seemed overwhelming at first. Like when you told me to put heavy cream on my strawberries for a bedtime snack. <laughs> right? To help you blowing. sleep better. Right. right? Cara, I wanted to yell at you and say, don't you know that I want to lose weight and cream has a lot of calories and fat? Mm-hmm. So I'd heard all about calories and fat starting in fifth grade. And everything said fat makes you fat. The fat in food makes you fat, Right. So you calmly said, cream helps you sleep and takes away cravings and hunger. So trust me and let's try it for three weeks and see what happens. And I did trust you. Uh, Let me tell you what did happen. So I slept better. I was less hungry and I had less anxiety, but I didn't lose Mm -hmm. weight. So let's just kind of clarify before people get afraid to eat cream. Right. It When you say you didn't lose weight, it wasn't because you ate the cream. Right. Right. So I think what I probably said to you in the consult is now, you know, sometimes it takes a little while, especially after yo-yo dieting, to get your metabolism to work. We didn't know how long it would take. We didn't know it was going to be nine months. And that's but, on the long side, people. I'm, I was challenged, right? Because I'd been doing it since, since elementary school. Right. So you kind of have to think... People, I often want quick results, yes. especially when they're working so hard at a new way of eating. Because I, you do get quick results when you join another any other diet plan out there because you're typically losing water weight and muscle, right? And on so, more of a low-calorie, low-fat, more right, of a starvation diet. Right. So I would go, and you do, you kind of get addicted to that initial, like, I, it's January 1st, I'm going to start a diet. You go to, you know, one of the big chains, and you do get a quick hit of like, I would typically get in the first two weeks a 12-pound weight loss. Mm-hmm. And so that was what I was expecting to happen here, and it mm-hmm. and it didn't. So this was something different for my brain to adjust to. Right. And so, but also that quick weight loss, we would call that the yo-yo dieting because yeah. people gain the weight back. Yep. And, and it's not so, really fat that you're losing. Like you said, you're losing water, water muscle, you're losing muscle. It's, right. it's an illusion. It's not a healthy way to do it at all. Yeah. But really, everything started coming together for you, and you did lose and maintained the 90-pound weight loss. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and kind of back to that that cream conversation, as far as putting that on, on fruit, several years ago, before I started working for Nutritional Weight and Wellness, I was a listener of the show, 
And I was more than surprised, shocked, actually, at the recommendation to have heavy cream with strawberries or blueberries or raspberries as a bedtime snack. You know, and like right before bed, I thought that was crazy. And that this was a recommendation that people had for clients trying to lose weight. I just thought, well, I thought it was shocking. (laughs) You know, it went against all the old dietetic teachings of, you know, that we learned that fat will make you fat. Um, In school, we didn't really learn, or at least I don't remember learning anyway, the power of blood sugar control. And that it's actually sugar that puts fat on your body, not fat such as butter cream, olives, avocados, olive oil, coconut oil. And, you know, I don't know if people have seen it, but there is a lot of research out there that's come out recently that proves Mm -hmm. that eating sugar is really Mm -hmm. what makes you gain weight. Mm -hmm. I just saw some articles last week. Yeah. So when I think about the multitude of holiday treats that we all had to face the past few weeks and even more than a few weeks, let's face it. It seems to start oh, with Halloween. It's Halloween, yeah. and it never stops. <laughs> and it's it goes, still going on. There's right. still yeah. candy in the cafeteria for <laughs> right? cookies, grazing, donuts. Banana bread. Yeah. Ugh. So I found it very comforting over the holidays to know that I could just take strawberries and whip some heavy whipping cream and bring that to parties or serve it at my house for a special dessert. Everybody loves that. Mm-hmm. And it's a treat that I can enjoy and others enjoy without giving up the goal of having a healthy body. So who would ever think that berries and full fat whipping cream could be so satisfying? But also that's something that would be on a weight loss plan Yeah, as right. well. So when I look back at my weight loss journey, I think about how every year since I was 12 years old, probably before that, it was like in my mind too, that I looked at... New Year's articles and suggestions about what I had to do to lose weight. So typically the first step was always to set a weight loss goal. The next step was to plan my menu, then shop for ingredients or prepackaged foods I had planned to eat. Uh, cook your food and finally record each and every calorie that crossed your lips <laughs> of any oh. and all food that I ate each day. So I needed to do all of these steps to be successful But I didn't want to set another weight loss goal because I had failed at this time and time again for over 20 years. It's frustrating. I didn't want to write out another menu that I needed to carefully follow, and I wasn't interested in cooking yet another Mm low-fat meal or using that grotesque Low fat dressing. Oh, yeah. Is there any food yeah. worse on the planet than lo- like you feel so <laughs> defeated when you're like you've got iceberg lettuce and low fat dressing? <laughs> right. Ugh. So I needed something better and bigger to motivate me to change. And then, Cara, you asked me, why do you want to lose weight and what is the reason? So no one had ever asked me that before, including anyone from my family. They all told me I needed to lose weight. I often thought to myself, if they really loved me, they'd love me at any weight. I didn't understand that they wanted me to lose weight and get healthy because they did love me and they wanted me to be happy. And I was so miserable. Mm -hmm. So, Cara, you stopped me in my tracks when you asked me the why question. Mm -hmm. Why do I even want to do this? Why do I really want to go through these steps to lose weight and get healthy? So I decided if I was to stop procrastinating 
and focus on my goals, I really did need to figure Mm -hmm. out the why. And isn't that such an interesting question? I think Mm -hmm. a lot of our clients, they just say, oh, I have to lose weight or my doctor told me to lose weight. Mm -hmm. But Teresa, you're going to talk more about we kind of get people thinking, you Mm -hmm. know. Right. And I see clients, you know, playing the procrastination card every day. And I think it's just it's hard to get started. You Mm -hmm. know, it's just hard to get started. So I often ask them, did you eat breakfast that you had planned to eat this morning? Did you eat that breakfast? You know, the one that you've been planning, we've talked about. It sounds like a simple question, but I get, well, I was going to eat breakfast, but I got so distracted or, you know, I'm too busy. And then I left the house without eating. That sounds very familiar. It's similar to when I ask a client, did you cook a meal for dinner last night? And they too will sometimes play the procrastination card and say, well, I was going to make the wild rice meatballs, but I just got sidetracked. I had a lot of, I worked late. I got, had some extra emails, some Facebook catch up, (laughs) whatever it might be. I forgot to cook. So as a nutritionist, I really know what my client, what, what was going on is that they were struggling to commit to get better and maybe just not making cooking the number one priority, putting other things in place of that. So it looks like it's time for our second break. All right. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and nutrition counseling. As nutritionists, we realize most people need direction to make changes. They need to know the reason why they should be eating in a balanced way. They want to hear a little scientific research to know why they should or shouldn't eat something. They want help figuring out how to plan, prepare, and cook their meals, and finally, Most people need help making a commitment to their health. All of these are our job. As a client, your job is to make an appointment. Call us at 651-699-3438 to schedule an appointment or go online at weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you're thinking this is the time to get back to healthy eating, maybe you've gotten off track during the holiday Now you're ready to let go of those Christmas cookies that are hanging around, the candy, the banana bread. We had some of that in our refrigerator. It's finally gone. (laughs) You have put the eggnog latte to rest. I suggest that you sign up for one of the Nutrition for Weight Loss programs that will be starting this week. So we actually have 11 different classes. And starting Monday, January 9th, There are so many locations, you know, ranging from our St. Paul office, Eden Prairie, Lakeville, Wyzetta, North Oaks, Mendota Heights, Maple Grove. There's even one at Rasmussen in Woodbury. So you can pretty much guarantee that you'll find one that's convenient for you. It's a three-month program. So it's 12 one-hour classes, and you also get two one-hour consultations with a nutritionist. You receive a manual, a cookbook, and a food journal. It's very affordable. It's $399. So you can save $25 if you sign up with a friend or a family member. And just call 651-699-3438 today to register or go online at weightandwellness.com. And also, if you do have a question for us today, you can call the studio at 651 641-1071. And Cara, I'm just going to make a quick selfish plug about nutrition for weight loss. We worked one-on-one during the first two years, I think, of my weight loss journey. 
Mm-hmm. And nutrition for weight not loss did not exist yet. Remember? I remember that. And yeah. it was, I remember I, t- the last like 30 or so pounds is when I took the nutrition for weight loss class for the first time. And boy, it is life changing. You are there with a group of people who struggle as you struggle trying to eat well in this kind of toxic food environment. You have an excellent Mm -hmm. teacher. I happen to be one of those teachers. I know both of you are one (laughs) of those teachers. Uh, And just support and those invaluable one-on-one times where you get your personalized plan, which that's, let's face it, we all have uniquenesses that are going to help us reach our goals. Mm -hmm. So it's an amazing experience. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Because I do remember... Was it 2008 when you first yeah, it, came 2008 was to with, the company? Yep. With you yep. at, in St. Paul and that little uh-huh. um, perch the we used to office. have. Yeah. <laughs> like I always called it the perch because it was right over <laughs> right. Cleveland Avenue. And and you and I worked one-on-one. I think, I can't remember when Nutrition for Weight Loss started, but... Well, I'm thinking, it, was it or maybe around 2010 yeah, or 2011? Yeah, so I'd been yeah. working at it for two years, and then it was like... And, and I remember I was kind of like plateauing, you know, that last 30 or so pounds. It's pretty, pretty tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, so having that class and that support really, like, helped me get That's to the finish great. line. That is wonderful. Yeah, it was awesome. So yeah. before break, I think we were talking about procrastination. Mm-hmm. And I, when I met you, Car, I was a big time procrastinator. So here's what I would tell people. I'll start my diet on Monday. So I'd have Friday nights, I'd have the pizza and the Coke that, that had become a family tradition, right? Really, mm-hmm. really deep family tradition, have pizza. And then that would kick off, you know, bad eating Saturday and Sunday. And then I would say, well, I'll just start fresh Monday, right? Right. A lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Monday really never came <laughs> because I was not committed. Then, Cara, when you asked me, why do you really want to change? I really had to think about it. It was then that I started to realize that deep down inside, I was so tired of carrying around that extra 90 pounds. And I, I wanted to buy new clothes. I wanted energy to play with my son. I wanted the confidence to go out and get a new job. Mm-hmm. You know, we think we don't think about how extra weight really affects every aspect of our mm-hmm. lives. I wanted to prevent getting diabetes like my grandmother. So that was one of the big motivating factors. Second to the weight loss was I was really freaked out I was going to get mm-hmm. diabetes. I was I think my blood sugars were running around the 116 okay. mark at that point. So I knew I was kind of in the diabetic yep. mode. Yep. 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 I wanted to be that person on the outside that I am on the inside. I wanted people to see the real me. And something that that is so striking is, and you don't realize this, is, is very often people who carry extra weight, I being one of those people, I felt invisible a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, just people don't even see you. Mm-hmm. So I also began to realize my procrastination and my getting distracted so easily was because I was afraid I would fail yet again. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to fail again. So when I hit your door car, I was right out about a, right out of hope. So I just wouldn't start or if I did start, I did it in kind of a half-hearted way and I knew if I if if I shopped enough, stopped for enough mocha lattes, texted my friends enough, and watched enough TV shows, I could forget about my weight loss goal. So those almost sound like, some of those sound like almost distractions. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like not just, focusing on the 
commitment part. Right. And I think there's food distractions, but there's also like, I mean, just binging. It's so easy to binge on television shows these days and really let time pass without making any progress. Right. Like maybe you could have taken instead of binge watching three episodes, you could have taken 45 of those minutes Mm -hmm. to put something in the crock pot or make a meal for the family or right. just as an example. Right. And put some nice music on while you're doing it or listen, you know, you <laughs> yeah. can do other things, but, but yeah, you, I mean, I think people would be surprised at just how much time they <laughs> waste quote unquote. Um, and you can really find the time to do these things. So I thought out of sight was out of mind. That was Cara until you asked me that why question, why do mm-hmm. you want to change in our nutrition for weight loss classes as teachers? We are there to help clients stop playing that procrastination card. We are now asking the hard questions like, why do you want to change? We're looking for the real reason that will get you to focus on your goal. We want you to dig deep and take the time to find your answer to these questions. We want you to commit and we want you to start, you know, actually get started. Right. Because you don't feel any different. You know, we talk about having that Monday, everything's going to start on Monday or in the new year. But really, you feel the same on Monday yeah. or on January 1st. There's really nothing different about right. January 1 or Monday. And mm-hmm. Monday is the worst day to start anything. Because, I mean, <laughs> really when you think is. about it, it's like... It's You're like, getting up early yeah. to go to work. You're getting your kids to school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's started on a Saturday. Absolutely. A or time. a Friday night. I mean, <laughs> like, hey. It's a, good, you it's know? a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what Teresa was talking about in our Nutrition for Weight Loss classes... We give you an eating plan when you sit down with one of us nutritionists. We teach you about blood sugar. We teach you about intestinal health. We talk about planning, shopping for food, cooking. We touch on exercise. But really, until you've made that commitment to your goal, you'll forget each and every one of those nutritional techniques. And there's always going to be another reason for not starting or waiting till Monday or January 1st or February 1st. <laughs> yeah. And I, some, a wise person once said to me, the year is going to pass whether or not you do this. Yeah. Okay. And it can apply <laughs> yeah. to anything. It can apply mm-hmm. to school. It can apply any goal that you have. That year is going to fly by like it flies by anyway. So where do you want to be in a year? 30 pounds down and on your way to your goal or stuck in the same place or in my case, 50 pounds heavier, <laughs> which is typically mm, what would happen. Wow! So I know for myself for over the past 20 years, I kept saying to myself and to my friends and family, I'm going to start on my weight loss journey and a health plan. Then I would get distracted and I didn't ever start. So you may be thinking, how could I pretend to start a plan and really not start? So I would sign up for programs. I would read the latest and greatest books about losing weight, which are clogging the (laughs) shelves right now. I would join yet another gym. And those gyms are hopping right now. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to almost avoid going to certain classes and going at certain times. It's so true. It's it I mean, we're really creatures of habit, right? Yeah. <laughs> when you see that and Every then, and then January February it kind of trickles off yep. and and then there's nobody there again. But I was still finding reasons to make my runs to Menards because I knew my old friends, the chocolate covered peanuts with the waxy chocolate, would be waiting for me at the checkout lane. Very comforting. 
So after eating a bag of M&Ms or chocolate-covered peanuts or giant blueberry muffin at the coffee house, I did feel medicated. Yeah, so I, what was going... Can we just talk for yeah. a second about what was going on when you feel sort of medicated, almost like, well, numb, or but it's almost like a calming... Yeah, it's calming. It's yeah. called comfort food for comfort a reason. Food. Okay, so that is an, a, a temporary spike in a happy, feel-good chemical called right. serotonin. Right, and it comes from the yeah that little sugar boost. The sugar right? boost, yeah. but then it crashes. Crashes, right? and when it crashes, it crashes, crashes for a short time. Mm-hmm. So then the old messages, the 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 terrible thing is then the old messages start right once you do that chocolate cover peanut run. They start running through your brain. You did it again. You're such a failure. How can you ever lose weight if you eat an entire bag of M&M's? No, I didn't forget that M&M's, chocolate-covered peanuts, or muffins are not on my eating plan. I was simply mm-hmm. allowing my cravings and lack of commitment to run my life. Mm-hmm. Sadly, this went on for over 20 years until Cara, my nutritionist, helped me make that commitment to my health. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's such a powerful story for listeners to hear. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think so, too. So should we take our break? Yes, it is. It's time for our break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Let me tell you a little more about our Nutrition for Weight Loss program. First of all, it's all about real food you buy at the grocery store. No prepackaged cardboard tasting food. It's food my family loves and your family will be excited to enjoy, too. If you've taken Nutrition for Weight Loss before, you're one of our alumni Maybe you didn't reach your goal, or maybe you got off track during the holiday. The Nutrition for Weight Loss classes have all been updated, and our teachers have gone through extensive training. So you can take the new updated class for only $225, which is less than $20 per class. That's such a great deal. Such a bargain. It is. On average, people lose about one pound per week. Some lose a little more, some lose a little less. The long-term goal, though, is to help people get on track and get back to healthy eating. Call us today at 651-699-3438. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I cannot be on Dishing Up Nutrition without sharing my natural solution for getting a good night's sleep. And as I mentioned earlier on the show, I mean, I have to make sleep a huge priority. I need at least eight hours of sleep. I've struggled with sleep almost my entire life. So just a couple tips for people. I start out every night with a good bedtime snack. The important part of the bedtime snack is the healthy fat to keep my blood sugar stabilized so that I don't wake up at three in the morning. So an example would be half of an apple with two tablespoons of peanut butter or almond butter. Then I always take about 400 milligrams of magnesium glycinate. I really like the NutriKey brand at our office. It's one that's very absorbable, works really well. I take one GABA, which is a calming amino acid. And then I take three activated calcium tablets. Um, Or another option would be the Metagenics Bone Builder Calcium Supplement. So really taking those calcium and magnesium supplements, the minerals before bed, helps a lot. Sleep makes such a difference for everything, for my moods, my metabolism, And I call it my crave control solution. If I sleep eight or more hours, I will not have those same type of cravings the next day. And sleep is important for everyone. We've actually done a lot of radio shows on sleep, haven't we? Yeah. So people can go and listen to a podcast if you're interested. So Nell was sharing just her incredible story before we went to break. And 
you just talked about, you know, you finally just, you just made that commitment. Yeah. And that's really what made the difference in your progress. So for whatever the reason was, I mean, you did make the commitment and you, instead of saying, oh, I was distracted. I forgot to eat breakfast. (laughs) I didn't have time to make breakfast. You actually started out with things like making breakfast and eating breakfast every day. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Clients tell me that they tr- when they truly understand how to eat to balance their blood sugar, they no longer have blood sugar crashes and they are finally able to keep their commitment. As a nutritionist, my job is to teach the nutritional facts, but it's the client's job to eat their breakfast. Eating breakfast sounds so simple, but chronic procrastinators often say, I forgot to eat breakfast. I think to myself, I'm hungry when I get up. <laughs> How do you forget to eat? Right. Forgetting to eat breakfast, that's baffling to me. I do. You know, there are some clients, I think, that aren't hungry. I think that's And I true. actually think, I mean, people should probably make an appointment to get more information. Mm-hmm. But I think there's something going on, usually with intestinal health. Yeah. Because yeah. it's normal to break that fast and wake up and be hungry. But remembering to eat breakfast, it's really just a self-care issue. And... Somehow, we as nutritionists have to instill into each client's mind that they are important enough to eat breakfast and to not be forgetting. And we really have to instill into each client's mind they're important enough to stop working and take a lunch break. I hear that so frequently Mm -hmm. about not having time to eat lunch. Um, I just don't think that's healthy. I mean, I feel like whatever work environment people are in, Somehow they have to make that work, even if it's like a 20-minute lunch. You know, and we must instill into each client's mind, they are important enough to put a meal in the crock pot so that when they come home for dinner, a hot, healthy meal awaits them. Oh, and smells so good. Doesn't it? I mean, just thinking about it, like, you know, a roast with potatoes and carrots and a quick side salad. You know, I did that last night and it was really nice because on Friday nights, it's so tempting to be like, it's the end of the work week. You're so tired. And then when it's done, it's not like you'll say, well, I'm just going to order something in because it's already done. Yep. It's there and it smells yeah. a great idea. Friday nights are a weak point, right? Yeah. Well, now you were talking yeah. about your um, long-standing family tradition of pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not anymore. But it used but, to be. Yeah. It yeah. used to be yeah. very, I mean, people, you know, they don't want to give up the foods that they loved and that was a tough one. So... I just started to slowly do some transitional thing like our our deep dish pizza recipe and salad. Mm -hmm. So it was an approximation Mm -hmm. of the thing that was kind of a tradition. And it was awesome. Is that the one with, is it a cauliflower crust? Yeah, yeah. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's almost like a casserole. It's so big. So I've been working on developing self-care for over eight years. You know, some of those traditions going away, new ones coming in. And I'm amazed to find how sim- how the simple art of taking care of the outside me gives me joy and self-acceptance on the inside. A healthy outside me allows the inside me to be more fun, loving, creative, interesting, caring, and even spiritual. And don't you think, too, when we like work on these things, we're better for our families, yeah, or whether it's a partner, spouse, kids, Coworkers, mm-hmm. yep. kind of your the rest of your extended family. Everyone benefits. Yep, yep. When You're we take living time example. <laughs> to take care of ourselves. Sometimes, though, I believe clients need to just start and follow a structured plan. 
It's kind of like just putting one foot in front of the other. What's the next thing I'm going to put in my mouth? And what choice am I going to make? Um, because it can be overwhelming to maybe look at the whole year. Exactly. So just really one small step at a time. And then eventually what happens, and this is what happened for me, it becomes a habit once mm-hmm. you do something long enough. So certainly appointments with a nutritionist help. Going to the Nutrition for Weight Loss series is wonderful. Planning and writing down menus in advance really helps. Yes, Moving... If- if you want to get it done, I really feel like you need to make an effort to like take a take a moment and just just plan out your week mm-hmm. or a chunk of time. Because if you don't, when is it going to get done? Like you said, you have to yeah. plan the time to shop and you have to plan the time to cook and you have to plan what you're going to have, which takes time. Right, right. It doesn't just appear. I mean, it at first it might seem a little daunting, but it mm-hmm. does get easier once I think our clients get a system in place. Right. Mm-hmm. Even just something like with moving their body and exercising, Mm -hmm. I know I am always looking ahead at my schedule. When can I fit that in this week? Mm -hmm. If I have a particularly busy day, I know I can't. I'll try to do it um, the day before and the day after. So, And sharing commitments with friends can help. You know, once you verbalize something, it's easier to put into action. But in the end, I mean... You have to give up those habits of <laughs> yep. habits of saying, I forgot, I was distracted, I was sidetracked, I was too busy, I ran out of time to eat breakfast, to bring my snack, to make my dinner. <laughs> I also had to give up the procrastination card. I will start tomorrow, or I'll start Monday, because you know, Monday will never get here. <laughs> That's right. Each day, we know what we need for self-care. I'm just going to quickly share um, a summary of my self-care plan. Sleeping at least eight hours, which means getting to bed at a specific time based on whenever I have to get up. Eating breakfast, a mid-morning snack, eating lunch, a mid-afternoon snack, and dinner. And often, just to make sure I get that sleep, I have my bedtime snack. Also, moving my body, you know, either a half hour every day, or sometimes I can get an hour in. That's really important for my moods. Playing with my daughter laughing with my husband, and also taking time to plan and organize positive thoughts. Actually, those are much the same as my self-care habits, only I play with my son. Well, and he's 13, so there's not much of that happening. It's more like deep conversations about the universe. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Those sound very similar to my self-care habits as well. Um, but I am going to two up both of you because okay. I have three kids oh my gosh. that I have to play with. <laughs> oh. You're amazing, Teresa. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> not really. <laughs> and just a quick point. Everyone's like, oh, but I ate so much on the holidays. How do I get back on track? I always say you're just one meal, one snack away from getting back on track. Mm-hmm. The single thing that made me successful this latest time of losing weight, because I had tried you know, weight loss programs 15 times over that, you know, 25 year period was being able to say, okay, I messed up. I'm going to move on. And those times that you mess up are, they, they become minimized over the course of time. So you may, you may jump up a couple pounds and know that you screwed up. But then if you just get right back on track, it's, they're going to be almost inconsequential. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So next week, tune in to Dishing Up Nutrition to hear Joanne, Kate, and Jennifer discuss how the foods you eat 
can either increase anxiety or can decrease anxiety. I bet you know one of those foods to increase anxiety is sugar. Maybe cereal and for sure soda pop. The focus of next week's show will be the cause of adolescent anxiety. And you better believe with a 13-year-old I'm tuning in. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.